on Giddy Up, the weekend preview with Dean Watling and Mick Gannon. Race three, number four, Arctic Glamour is my best bet of the day. Going through the gears now, and Arctic Glamour draws away for a dominant win over Jolly Star. Yep, uh, think about it on top from I Wish I Win from Private Eye. And in the Everest, think about it on top overpass. They're the two, mm. I think, in the Everest. Think about it from Senator Private Eye. I Wish I Win. Think about it in front from I Wish I Win. Think about it. Think about it on the Everest. Uh, alligator Blake clearly <laughs> on top here. Wait for age. Star. Alligator Blood for me, boys. I, no, like you said, he's the wait for age star. Saturday, the might and power. Dead set moral here. Alligator Blood, 2.30 with bet 365. But it is all Alligator Blood. A seventh group one coming up. And Alligator Blood wins it by two legs. Oh, well done, Jacko. That is one of the, the great um, preview openers that we've had. Um, since we've done the weekend preview here on Giddy Up 9.42. What a weekend it is this this weekend with the Caulfield Cup. We've got a pretty handy meeting at Randwick as well. So let's get stuck in to the weekend preview on this Thursday. First of all, Dino, hello to you, mate. Yeah, good morning, Gareth, and good morning to our great mate, Mickey Lewis. No, Mickey Gannon today. He's got he's got better things on, he tells me. Yeah, Mickey Gannon. I think he's playing golf or doing something anyway. Do you know what he's doing, Dino? Yeah, I think he's been a caddy maybe at the golf course. I'm not sure. I don't think he's quite up to playing at the moment. So maybe he's been a caddy or just going around serving the drinks at the golf course. I'm not okay, quite sure. So anyway, we wish him the, the best of luck, whatever he's doing there on the golf course today. And Mitch Lewis is seeing them beautifully. He had another fill up there yesterday. Hello to you, Mitch. Morning, Gareth. Dino. Yeah, good, good form so far this week. So we'll see how I go. I'm going to dust off the old books for Randwick. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. We'll have a look at the Randwick card a little later on. And there's some nice horses going around there at that meeting, but let's concentrate on the, the Caulfield cup meeting. And we might start with the Caulfield cup and we might go through nearly each runner here. Just, just a, a quick runner by runner to get your thoughts on um, this year's Caulfield cup field. And it's a terrific race. Great to see gold trip. Um, take his place into the Caulfield Cup. As the decision got later and later, I thought that they might not be going to the Caulfield Cup. No, I always thought they were going to the Caulfield Cup, but they left it to the last minute with the suspense there, the Murrin Eustace camp, and he's the $5 second favourite, or he's the favourite now. With bet three six five, uh, without a fight seven fifty break up at eight fifty. Montefilia has Blake Shin now because Nashawilla was suspended yesterday. Francesca Guardi at seventeen. West Wind blows at six fifty. Solcom at six fifty. Who Mal at fifteen dollars. Some money this morning with Duke De Cessa after David Eustace gave him a really good push. He's into twenty nine now. Right, you are fifty to one. Goldman at seventy to one. Okita Sushi at $26. And then we go down to Spirit Ridge at 34 and Valley King at the bottom of the weights from an inside gate is at $17. We'll start off with you here, Mitchie Lewis. We'll start with Gold Trip. He gets his gets to take his place in a Caulfield Cup. Top weights have got a pretty good record in this race. And if you go by his Turnbull run, I don't know how they beat him on Saturday. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think he's going to be hard to beat if he runs. I am slightly concerned, though, that they might pull him yet. So I know there's been the language about the track and what the track's going to be like. And I think two hot days rolling into Saturday and then a warm Saturday, and we've got to wait till race nine. <clears throat> I'm just 
holding fire a little bit because I heard um, Kieran's interview on racing.com yesterday and he suggested that quite strongly. So I think if he gets there and the track's not too firm, he's going to be hard to beat. I think Caulfield have prepared the track this spring, especially, and Tim Bailey's been really good on this, is that they prepare it, Dino, to make sure that there is a little bit of give in the, the track throughout the meeting. So I think they've got that formula right. Yesterday it played pretty well. And I think the Hoots were suggesting that um, it still had like a little bit of give in the track, despite it being a hot day. And it didn't really dry out as much as they thought it would throughout a program like that. So if that's the case, he'll take his place. And if the race meeting starts and it's a good forward, it's not an upgrade. I don't think you can't scratch anyway. So that will be interesting to see how that plays out, Dino. Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating sort of conundrum to, to figure out. The hardest thing that the track curator's got to figure out here is race nine. So, yes, you can water it and make sure it's nice and uh, juicy at the start of the day. But then what happens from uh, race one to race nine is sort of out of their control. They can't come out and race four between races and put a little bit more water on it. So, like you said, it's going to be an interesting question. If there's no upgrade or downgrade throughout mm-hmm. the day, then I don't think they can scratch. So, they're going to have to make the decision pre 9am, um, but it's a fascinating concept with Gold Trip. I'm in the other court here. I think he's massive under uh, at the current price, and there's a case to make that he's an outstanding horse. Yes, his CV is great, um, but he's only had the three wins, and I think he gets a completely different setup here than what he had in the Turnbull Stakes. Uh, he obviously had 19. It was 19 dollars uh, in price there, 58 kilos. He goes up at half a kilo here, where. A couple of his key rivals in that race now drop and get a better setup here second up. Add to that the, the issues with the track, if it's going to be dry, if it's going to be firm. He did get his favours there last start in the Turnbull. The track rated really sort of around that five mark on times where he's positioned in the run. I just think he gets a worse setup here in a Caulfield Cup and you're asked to take $5 compared to a better setup in a Turnbull Stakes where you could take $19. So... Mm. Um, I'm against him and heavily against him in this market. I think he's one of the, the worst price runners on the day. He won like far up, however, Dino. Did you watch that race? He <laughs> yeah, blew exactly. Him away. And, and, and that's why he's $5 here. Yeah. But I just think West Wind blows. He was $6.50, carrying 56.5 in that race. He drops to 54 kilos and now he's much better suited second up. Uh, you can make the same case with Sulkin without a fight. They all get better setups here, where I think he gets an inferior setup and you're asked to take a shorter price. So. I know he's a wonderful horse. We talk in market terms, not obviously personal terms with the horse. I love him as a horse and I hope he stands up and wins. But I'm a betting man and I couldn't possibly take that price to be a gold trip. I can understand where you're coming from, from that SP point of view. But gold trip, he's obviously come back bigger and better this time around. That's saying something after he won a Caulfield Cup. They tell us that he's never been sounder. So that's why they're not scared to run him on a good track. And, and Mitch Lewis, he showed that turn of foot that was electric and He's won three races now, and he was the top weight going into a Melbourne Cup after only winning the one race before last year. Um, geez, I, I think that he's going to be mighty hard to beat. Solcombe and also West Wind Blows, do you think they're the major dangers there tomorrow? Or uh, for me, I think without a fight, it's a main danger. So okay. I've probably just got without a fight on top. I sort of really like the setup that the Freemans have given him. They've given him the little four-week freshen up since the Underwood. He was the fastest last 200 in the Underwood. So rising up in trip now with that sort of residual fitness from the Queensland Carnival. And if we do get a really good track, uh, he loves a good track. So I think 
to me, without a fight, um, is a main danger there as well. I've probably just got him on top. I did find it a hard race to sort of pick one. Um, and I also think the fact that Mark Zara went early with the jockey booking suggests that, you know, this has been a long-term sort of target for them. So I think he's a massive sniff too. All right, then. So we can get 750 without a fight, Mark Zara and the Freemans. Dino, who are you tipping in the Caulfield Cup? Yeah, I'm really keen to bet into this race. We'll talk on staking plans a little bit later, but I think Mitchell Lewis is bang on without a fight. I think we're just getting a juicy price because he didn't go to the Turnbull Stakes and we only saw him in an Underwood Stakes where he wasn't suited by the way the race shape was run. So I think Mitchie Lewis sums up perfectly. This is a long-term play. I'm keen to be without a fight. I think the other one in the race is Westman Blows. I think his run was... Um, second best to gold trip in the Turnbull Stakes. Yeah. He had to absorb a, a stack of pressure up on speed um, and he was still there kicking at the end. I think up to 2,400 metres inside gate, he's incredibly hard to beat. So really keen to have a two-bet play in the Caulfield Cup. The two without a fight and the six West Wind Blows. What about Sulkin? Dino, then you, Mitch. Yeah, I think he's a really good chance. I think the gate's the big tick. He needs to use that gate up to 2,400 metres. We know his staying, staying ability comes to the fore when he gets out in trip. I think he's a big chance. Just thought that the price-wise compared to without a fight and West Wind blows, he's probably at the shorter end. But I could definitely couldn't turn you out of um, a bet on him. I think he's really well suited, Mitchie. Yeah, I agree. I thought he was a big chance as well. I put him in the numbers. Um, if he gets that right run like he did last start with the extra 400 metres, he's going to be suited. He was only two lengths off gold trip and he was finishing it off well. So, yeah, I won't talk you away from it either. Just I wouldn't want him to get shuffled back too far if he does miss the kick as he usually does. The, the horse that I'm scared of regarding um, beating a gold trip is breakup because I'm scared of this Japanese form and he worked <laughs> nicely, they tell me, the other day at Caulfield. He's got some good form lines as well. Um, heading into a race like this, Dino? Yeah, he's the fascinating runner of the field. I spent a good hour or so on this horse and running through his form. It's just near impossible to line him up. You, you can sort of look at the data and he's thereabouts, but it's just the way that these horses come to Australia and how they prep up. And we know the Japanese have come over here and absolutely tabs up. So I can see why you're scared. I think many punters will be scared and, and chime into him. Lovely gate. Um, group one, Damien Lane. I think you should be scared of him. Um, especially with his, his CV. He might not be the best Japanese horse to come out here, but in saying that, he gets a lovely setup. All right, Dino, the Metrop form, Huya Mel and also Montefilia. Do you give them a hope? Yeah, Montefilia would have been a big hope. I just well, don't the know stakes, about... I should uh, say. I just don't know about the, the booking of Shin now. He's an outstanding jockey, but I love Nash. Obviously, Nash is suspended. You don't lose much at all with Blake Shin. Um, and Huya Mao was great. Looked the winner before Montefilia uh, pounced. I just don't like Montefilia 2,400 metres, Gareth. That's my query. Huya Mao, definite chance. Waterhouse and Bot, Tim Clark um, can do no wrong. I think down the bottom there, just before we have to quickly go to a break here, Mitchie, Valley King, um, inside gay, he might get a soft run at the bottom of the weights for Joseph O'Brien. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think some of these horses, they definitely do the, the European ones. They definitely do their best runs first up. So straight on the debut with no weight on his back. Um, if he's prominent from barrier one, yeah, he, he would definitely be in that race for sure. He's one of another one that sparks your interest. So let's recap the tips there. Mitchie Lewis in the Caulfield yeah, Cup. I'm going on top with without a fight, G. All right, then Dino. Yeah, Keen, West Wind blows and without a fight, a two-prong attack to beat Gold Troop. All right, gold trip and then break up for mine. But it's going to be – it's it's one of the best Caulfield Cups that I've seen for quite some time. 
Um, really exactly. looking forward to it. So many, so many different form lines and so many intriguing narratives into this year's Caulfield Cup. Should be a beauty there at the Heath on Saturday. 9.53, we'll take a break and we'll come back with plenty more. This is the weekend preview. Thanks to Bet365 on uh, this uh, Thursday morning. Welcome back to Giddy Up, Gareth Hall with you. This is the weekend preview, four minutes past 10. Let's get stuck into some of the other features there at Caulfield on Saturday. We'll start off now with race seven, which will be the first leg of the quaddy there at Caulfield on Saturday. And it's for the mares as they go around in uh, the 1,400-metre race there on Saturday at Caulfield. Of course, race seven there on the program as it just comes onto my screen now with the market there on Saturday. Um, working beautifully. It's the Tristark Stakes over the 1,400 metres. Let's have a look at the market. We've got Madame Pomery at $12, Skewiff at 5 Revolutionary Miss at 11 Shuffle Dancer at 12 Rotar Ataki's been in good form at 6 Walsom Buy at $6. See Majik at 350 is the favourite and cool die that's knocking on the door with some handy enough Sydney form lines is at eleven dollars here, Dino. Yeah, interesting race. I think the thing that stands out the most straight away is the lack of speed completely. Uh, we should probably see Waltz on by who's going well enough, probably take the lead and Rotor Ataki, which you just touched on Gaff, is sneaking under the radar on this race and potentially settles outside the leader. I think we've got to make note of that and how these tracks have been playing with these firm ground and they've been suiting horses forward of midfield. So uh, it's an interesting set. I think Sesame Jeek is probably under the odds. Just looking at a ratings set up here, I just thought that she probably needs to find a length or two to be uh, winning this event. And current price, I think she'll drift off that. So at the current odds, Gareth, I'd be more than happy to take Rotary Taki, who will probably get the run of the race out in front and prove hard to beat in the small field. All right, then, Dino, what are you doing? Uh, I should say, I'm gonna be, what are you doing? I'm going to be with Skew Whiff. So I really okay. wanted to find Waltz on by because I think Waltz on by probably gets the run of the race. But five starts at the track for Nort concerns me a little bit. So Skew Whiff, last start, Group 1 winner over in New Zealand. They brought her over here recently and she was a late scratching. She's since had a good little trial where she looked really nice running through the line. So... I sort of thought she could be a sneaky that's flying under the radar. New, New Zealand form is quite strong, and I think she'll be pretty prominent from barrier two there. So I'm happy to go with the New Zealand runner, Skew Whiff. All right, then, Skew Whiff. And um, we can get around with Bet36, so $5 and $1.90 with that galloper. Let's have a look at race number eight on the program there at Caulfield on a Saturday afternoon. And this is another handy enough race there at the Heath. On Saturday, it's the Munga Stakes over the 1,400 metres. We've got Mr. Maestro at $23, the Fortune Teller at 12 Buffalo River at $7, Ungawa at $12, Altivo was unlucky the other day at $4.80, Times Square, good push from Dave Eustace. She was scratched on the way to the barriers there at Newcastle the other day, so she's in Victoria now. She's first up on Saturday at $7.50, Nunthorpe at $3.80, then Climbing Star at $8. Mitch Lewis, who wins this one? I found this one quite tricky, G. Um, I'm willing to take on Nunthorpe. I, I thought Nunthorpe got all of the favours at a slow tempo last start, and I don't think he'll see that with Buffalo River in the race there today. Um, I was interested in probably having an each-way play on Climbing Star. I thought his first up run was super, and then he's had an issue, I think, what was it, a slow recovery after his second up run, and then he's gone up behind Life Lessons and Princess Grace. 
he was eighth in that race, but it was only two lengths off. I sort of think that he's had that blow up now. He should improve off that run. And I think he's a sneaky chance from barrier four to sort of let Nunthorpe and Buffalo River go at each other and run them down, hopefully. Okay. Dean Watling, what are you doing in this race? Yeah, I saw it very similar to Mitchie um, here. Probably want to be against Nunthorpe. Just at the price and the setup, uh, like Mitchie mentioned, I don't think the horse will get it all on its own with Buffalo River. I'd love to see Craig Williams use the gate and climbing star. It was uh, nearly a good thing beat last start. In beyond horses, got a long way back, went to the line untested. And its last two runs, when it's been right, have been super. So I think it's the value in the race that you can definitely have a bet on down in the weights. As long as Craig uses that gate to sort of hopefully land in the 1-1 one, one or a pair worse off. And I really had that back in, in my back of my mind as well with Times Square, Gareth. I remember David used to suggesting it was the best of the weekend for them a couple of weeks ago when it was scratched on the way to the gates. And it was a big price there. Trials were good in Sydney. It's had one jump out at Cranbourne, which was slick out in front. So I think it's a big improver. So currently in the market, I think we can have a small bet on the nine Times Square and probably a slightly bigger bet on the 11 climbing star. All right, then. So... Couple of good pushes for a few horses there. A few of those mares at a big price. Climbing Star, we're getting around eight dollars for her. So that's a good push from the team there with Climbing Star, eight dollars and two dollars sixty. We've had a look at the Caulfield Cup. What about the Lingy, which is the final event for the Phillies there at Caulfield to end their carnival? Um, Bound for home at twenty three. Vespertine at nineteen. Then we've got Vivian at two seventy. Hypothetical at four sixty. And then we go down to Gennati at $6.50. What are you doing here, Dean Watley? Yeah, probably not a race I want to be betting into. I think uh, Vivane's hard enough to beat. The scratching, uh, who's just come out around 9.30 of Saltaire, is interesting. That horse probably eyeballed Vivane up front. Mm. So I think that helps that horse's chances. But Mitchie, no real opinion or bet for me in the last there at Caulfield. I'm going to fly the South Australian flag in this race. I'm going to be with H2O for the Jolly team. So... He's had a little bit of an interrupted prep, but the first up run last start in the listed Wiley, I thought was pretty handy. So he's second. She was second behind Grey River. Grey River was third, sixth in a group three here last time. Barrier two, she's going to be up on the speed and the jollies, they don't really bring them unless they think they're a really, really good chance. I've got a great strike rate with Craig Williams as well. I just think she might be a little bit forgotten in the market. She won a group three in the last year's Flemington Carnival. And I think from barrier two up on the speed over the 1100, she's going to be in it for a long way. All right, then. So just recapping your tips there. So you're having a, a race off there, Dino, and you're all over the South Australian there, Mitchie Lewis. Yep, that's right. All right, then we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and have a look at the races outside of the quaddy and a few of the other features there, including some top class three-year-old events and uh, a pretty handy McCafe sprint to preview there at Caulfield on a Saturday afternoon. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is the weekend preview. It's 16 minutes past 10 o'clock on the this uh, Thursday morning and of course the Giddy Up's weekend preview brought to you by Bet365 the world's favourite online betting brand imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support visit gamblinghelponline.org.au let's run through a few of the other features there at Caulfield on Saturday we might start off with race number one on the program because 
we'll have a chat to Timmy Wilson about this as well with First Light Racing because they've got the instructors at four dollars, Brave Mead two forty, Kaizat at four sixty, the stable mate to the instructor, and then big prices for the rest, headed by Kandinsky Abstract with the blinkers on Dino. Do we give him another chance? We can't possibly. I was surprised when I saw this horse bob up again. And he's ten dollars, Gareth. I don't know how he's these prices in these races. The market just keeps loving him. You've got to get out the door, but I wouldn't be surprised as soon as we start mocking him on radio, he'll he'll listen, he'll turn up and beat us. But I think it's a hard race to go past the top three. The instructor Brave Mead and Kaizad. Brave Mead obviously comes out. An okay race last start, Mooney Valley. Kaizad was outstanding last start will lead him up and the instructor drops in behind and probably gets the run of the race and has been well supported. So I thought the top two in the instructor and the Brave Mead were the way to go, but not a race I'll be betting into, Mitchy. Yeah, I was similar, Dino. I think Brave Mead will appreciate coming away from that Valley race. He got caught out wide, so I kind of mapped it a little bit different. I thought uh, Kaizad will go forwards and Brave Mead will sit behind him and the instructor's probably got to sit outside one of them. Uh, I just sort of thought Brave Mead, the way he hit the line up to the 1,400 metres, for me, I've put him on top, but I yeah won't be playing at that price. All right, then let's have a look at the second race, and this is the Neds Classic. It's a lead-up race to the Derby. Riff Rocket at $1.50 dominates the market. Their gold bully in the Derby preview winner at $6. And then we go out to a horse like... Apulia at $9, and then Sunsets at $11 here, Mitchie Lewis. Can they beat yeah, this favourite? No, I was. that's what I was going to say. It's hard, It's really hard to go past Riff Rocket, but I don't. You can't, can't possibly back him at that price. Look, he, last start, he beat a handful of them reasonably convincingly, uh, and then he ran the last fastest 400 and 200 of the entire meeting on Turnbull Stakes Day, so barrier one. I just think he's going to be too hard to beat here. But, yeah, definitely can't push him too hard at that price. Dino? Yeah, I wouldn't be chiming in the dollar forty-five. I think you'll get a lot better on race day. I think the money will come for gold bullion, who probably isn't as far apart as the market suggests. I think that horse is going really well. So do not discount the Waterhouse and Bot Stable at the moment, Gareth. They're absolutely flying, but probably not a race I'm betting into either. Surely this filly is a lock um, as we get closer to the Oaks, and this is in the third race. I'm, I speak of Tropical Squall and the Ethereal Stakes. Like, her flight stakes form should be too good for these, shouldn't it? She's at $2. Adrian Bott suggested she'll love the extra trip to the 2,000 metres. Autumn Angels at $5. And then we go to Kona Sana at $7.50. Wings of Song at $11. But I don't know, Dina, how they beat Tropical Squall here. Yeah, I agree. Uh, she was outstanding uh, on a fast track there in Sydney, winning the flight states. That's a superior form to anything here. I think she's just got to turn up and do what she did last start. She could probably even regress the length and still beat them. I think she'll find a length or two up to 2,000 metres. You could maybe say the gates are the issue, but I love front-running horses drawn wide. I think they can just idle out if they miss the kick or anything like that. You're not busted along in between horses, so... Uh, no spoils on the price uh, and probably won't be chiming in that odds, Mitchie, but I think she's incredibly hard to beat. If you get $2 plus, I probably would be chiming in then. I'm disagreeing this race. So uh, I was willing to take Tropical Squall on going up in distance. So for Adrian Bot to say that's a little bit concerning. He'd know better than me, but I sort of thought the map could get a little bit busy there at Caulfield for her. I think Grinzinger Bell push up forwards and Saxon Beauty's a chance to push up forwards as well, which might keep Tropical Squall out wide. 
I like Autumn Angel. I think Autumn Angel is going to improve coming away from the Valley. She's been finishing off very strongly at the Valley and the track doesn't suit her at all. So she's going to get a better run in here. Um, Closed off well again in the stut stakes behind Griv. Uh, we know that form line's starting to stack up now because Mojave Desert come out of that race and won yesterday. So I think at the price, I prefer to have Autumn Angel on top from Barrier 3, who I think is going to get a sweet run. Richie Lewis is taking on the good thing of the day. So that's interesting. So Tropical Squall. Um, I love it when you can um, – I love it when you do that, Mitchie Lewis. So we wish you the best of luck there. Let's have a look at the Gothic Stakes over the 1,200 metres, which is race four on the program. You've got Arkansas Kid at 11. Don Corleone, one of your horses, is in at Dino at 420. Um, Dark Halo that was very impressive on Debu at $3 and then Fashal at 320. What are you doing here, Dino? I love this race. I think it's one of the better betting races of the day. And it's we're starting to see this blend, Gareth, of horses that are coming out of these good two-year-olds and three-year-old races, um, not quite stacking up and living up to the hype. And then we get a dark halo who comes out of a strong maiden and now it's a favourite in this race. That just screams to me and what we've been echoing that potentially these horses in these good races aren't quite stacking up. But in saying that, I think Arkansas Kid is ridiculous odds here. He started $10 in the Poseidon Stakes last start. Um, off some really, really good jump outs. Now, he finished 10 lengths last, but he put up cardiac arrhythmia. So, complete forgive. He's jumped out since, which was, again, outstanding. And we're getting $10 in an inferior field from a good gate. I think he's one of the better bets on the program. A massive odds. Do respect Dark Halo. I think that's the horse to beat. But short enough, probably want to be against Fasol and Don Corleone's around the mark all prep. But I think Arkansas Kid here, Mitchie, is one of the better bets of the day um, at massive odds. Yeah, I like that. I, I thought he was over the odds as well. Uh, I didn't put him on top, though. I did saddle on Facile. I thought the first up run was a bit of a kill job, and he he's run pretty slick, or she has run pretty slick times in that race. And I thought the form around her in her first prep suggests that she's a pretty good type as well. Like you said, though, Dina, they're all pretty good types. I was willing to risk Dark Halo just a little bit. I know he's a quick horse, but coming off that maiden... It wasn't running exceptionally fast time, so I'd like to see him do something again against a stronger field. But, yeah, I'd, I'd nearly have a two-play on Arkansas Kid and Facile, given that Arkansas Kid, I agree, is way over the odds at that price. Okay, so good push there for the Lindsay Park train galloper at a double-figure price. And then we go to the 1,000 Guineas prelude. Um, this is an interesting race. Inhibitions, will it get a strong 1,400 metres? James Cummings suggests so at $8. Then we've got Lovely Look in the South Australian at $5. Blues, he's at a big price at 15 Mawesha at $11. And then we go up to Cor Volante that was impressive there the other day at Mooney Valley at $6. And Bossy Nick at $12, Mitchie Lewis. I'm keen to be with inhibitions in this race. So I think he maps for a gun or she maps. Jeez, I'm getting that wrong today. She maps for a gun run there from barrier three up on the speed. Two starts back, she was just over a length behind Charm Stone, and then she was run down by Covalente in that last start. But he's drawn pretty ugly. I think he's going to find it a little bit tricky. So I like the setup for J-Mac to go on. I think his form around inhibitions is good enough. And, yeah, from barrier three, he should get a sweet run up in there and hopefully be hard to get past. All right, then, Dino. Yeah, I'm glad Mitchie has an opinion because this race gave me anxiety just looking at it. I think they're all very even, runs in the transit will be uh, very key. I think the favourite uh, inhibitions are hard enough to be from the gate, but I will not be betting into this race, Gareth. All right, then. And then we'll move on to the McCafe sprint over the 1,000 metres. 
sees the return of Lofty Strike, and it sets up nicely for him, you would imagine, first up. He does have to give some nice horses some weight, but he's a class thoroughbred. He's at 340. Generation, this is a little bit easier than what he's been meeting his last couple. So he's at $10. Indian Pacific, the WA Galloper at 23. General Bow at 550. Midwest at 750. This is a nice race for Spacewalk at 270. And then Duel at 13. Um, if Jamie Carr can just give him a lovely run, and she shouldn't really get held up in a race like this there, Dino, that he looks... He looks to be one of the better bets for mine, Spacewalk, on, on Saturday. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about him. I think he's starting to sort of put together that consistent profile. We know he's had his issues. He's ducked and weaved at shadows and got himself beat. But I think his first up run suggested he's come back in outstanding order. I think he's really well placed here. I think the query is how far he gets back and what they do up front. He will need a, a slowly run race so he can pounce on him over the top. I think... The more uh, strongly it's run up front, I think the more concern for him. But I've got a strong opinion in this race. I think Lofty Strike is ridiculous odds. I think it should be nearly double that price. Jump outs have been average at best. 59 kilos, going to get back. I had a map last the rails. I think it's awfully placed here over 1,000 metres. Thought the bet in the race, Mitchie, was Midwest. Forgotten after its last start, poorish effort, but freshened. Lovely to go over trial. 1,000 metres in a small field with lax tempo. I think it can get away with the run out in front of 53 kilos and pinch this with a spacewalk flashing late. So I'd be happy to bet on Midwest here in the McCaffey Sprint, Mitchie. Dino's just absolutely picked up my notes and whacked them because I was keen lofty strike. So I just didn't want to overcomplicate it. I thought he's got the, he's the class horse. He's a proven group one level horse who should eventually find a group one. So he was last prep. He was second in the Oakley plate. He was only a length off from there. Second to in secret in the new market. He's, First up form reads good. Uh, I know he's got a little bit of weight, but I think over the 1,000 metres, it's not too much of a concern and he fires on a good track. So to me, I thought he was about his right price and I was willing to back his class in in this race. So you're taking on Dino again there, Mitch? I yes, like this. It seems like we're adding up to that day too. Yeah. So Midwest was fifth the other day behind Vivian after leading at every opportunity, but he's a very quick course. I, with the speed map here, I think in the Pacific, he likes to roll along in front as well. So there might be a bit of tempo as expected over a thousand in a, in the McCafe sprint Dino. Yeah. I just think in a small field, I always get worried about horses off the speed because you're sort of dictated to you. You yeah. can't really do too much to sort of get it on your own. So I think Midwest, oh, I love this setup for a small field. You can control it. Yes. There might be a little bit of tempo on his inside, but I think he's much better. So last start, there was this abundance of speed. He had horses around him everywhere. He was fired up. Um, I just think smaller fields to go for him. And I'd much prefer to be on speed at Caulfield rather than last. Albeit it's a small field, but um, we might have to get Huey to put that graphic up again this week, G. Lofty strike me and Midwest, um, Midwest me, yep. sorry, and lofty strike for, for Mitchie. And I've been spacewalking a lot lately, so I think spacewalk can get the job done for Jimmy <laughs> Cummings and Jamie Carr. Now, what about our staking plan there at Caulfield? Yes, I'm going to spend all of my $200 down at Caulfield. I found, we'll touch on Rearing in a second, but I found Rearing really, really tricky. So I'm going to have $80 on race nine, number two, without a fight, and another $80 on race nine, number six, West Wind Blows. So $80 on the pair there in the Caulfield Cup. And then I'm going to have $40 on race four, number one, Arkansas Kids. A bit of value. I normally like to typically 
spend my money in the top end of the market, but I found a little bit tricky of a day to find a favourite um, that I was keen to be with, Gareth. Stop the press. Tino's tipping horses close to double figures and one in double figures. And they'll figures. get beat. Unbelievable. <laughs> they'll get beat. <laughs> I thought this day would never come. Hello, oh, Mitchie Mitch, Lewis. What are you doing with your staking plan? Right. So this is the uh, complete verse, Dean Watling staking plan. So race four, number eight, Facile, we're going to have $50. Race six, number one, Lofty Strike, $50. Race eight, number eight, Inhibitions, $50. And then in race 10, number one, H2O, I'm going to go 25 each way. All right, then I'm, I'm just going to go Tropical Squall. Um, we'll have $100 the win there. And then we'll go to race six, horse number six, Spacewalk. We'll have $50 the win. And race nine, number one, Gold Trip, $50 the win. So that's how we'll make our money there at Caulfield on Saturday. Caulfield Cup should be a beauty. And that race will be conducted at 5.15 on a Saturday afternoon at the Heath. 10.29, let's take the news. We'll come back with Timmy Wilson from First Light Racing and then the preview for Ramwick. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. that wherever the blue and gold go, success follows at First Light Racing, firstlightracing.com.au. Timmy Wilson's on fire. Just First Light Racing, you've had a few winners over the last couple of weeks anyway, and the instructor can continue on that, hopefully, at Caulfield on Saturday, Tim. Are we backing the instructor in that first race to kick off Caulfield Cup Day? Oh, I would have thought so. I know we spoke a, a few weeks ago about how I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder because he was getting under the radar a bit, but Look, the the confidence boosting win at Sandown a, a fortnight or so ago was was terrific. He carried sixty and a half that day and conceded six kilos to a progressive group of three year olds and, and was dominant. So um, into the set weights and penalty scale on Saturday, he looked really well in. Uh, there, there's some promising types engaged and, and obviously Brave Mead, like us, is also a stakes winner. But you know, race one at Caulfield, he'll be in the first couple in running. The, the horse is going. Super and, and seeing how dominant he was last start at 1,400. Um, we're as confident as we could be. Did you tip him, Dino? Last start? No, to, on Saturday. Oh, I thought it was out of him and Brave Mead. I think the runs in transit will tell the tale there. But I think he's um, up to 1,400 metres, opened so many doors. And it was great last start. Brave Mead, Mitch, made a good point. Away from Mooney Valley is probably the big tick for him. But I think they'll find it out. All right, then. So... Looking forward to seeing what the instructor can do. Have you got any other instructors that we can get into there with First Light Racing, Tim? Yeah, look, we, we're probably running out of them now, Gareth. We've spoken about our Russian revolutions a bit of, of late and, and only a share or two remaining, but probably the next big opportunity for us and something that might entice your listeners is the Tattersall sale in the UK kicks off, I think, okay. next Tuesday. So, yeah, a, a sale that's produced. Um, the Metropolitan winner this year and, of course, Zaki in, in previous years. So our team's already feverishly working through race replays in the catalogue and the great man, Dean Watling, will be profiling up at our shortlist to hopefully find some targets we can come out here, come out here, get racing and, and be carnival prospects for next year. Now, that is exciting because we had a chat to Guy Molcaster on our yep. Bloodstock show there, um, breeding Bloodstock and Banda with the... the Great man. He's heading up there straight after the Caulfield Cup day. So 
Um, how many horses are you expecting or do you want to buy in that in that sale, mate? I'd love three to four, and, and probably where we'll go off-Broadway compared to others is down the Philly path. So I still feel that, you know, we've got Osmos, who was really good last Saturday, and, and she runs in a group three next Saturday at the Valley, and, and Healing Oasis, who was another mare we bought out of France last year that will go to the group three on Melbourne Cup Day. I still feel they are where the values add. Everyone's kind of looking for that 2,000-metre-plus gelding that, that can be another Sulcum, um, et cetera. Um, but these fillies, they, they, they don't attract as much attention. And unlike the boys, they come with pedigrees and, and residual value. So I really see the fillies as investments because if you can bring down here and, and they can get to black type level like Osmos and Healing Oasis have done, they've, they've already kind of doubled and tripled their, their purchase price and uh, they've still got their whole careers ahead of them. So, um, yeah, hopefully get three to four, but definitely a couple of nice fillies would be where I see our point of difference. All right, mate, how do we make some money this week? Uh, is Reveline, dare I ask, going around at Seymour on Sunday? <laughs> I can't even talk about Reveline anymore. Like, it's just it's getting embarrassing. But he's not. He's going to go to the Mackenzie Stakes at Mooney Valley next Saturday at Caulfield, so group three. Um, we, we just thought maybe a week out from the Coolmore that might be his go, so we can, we can chat about him next week. But I, I'm just going to go back to, to what's been working for us. And I, I thought the instructor had just found his race. I agree with Dean. Brave Mead, horse to beat. Um, barrier one, a bit sticky. So we'll be out and running and, and catches if I can, if you can. I, I think the instructor's our clear best for the weekend. Well, go and get them, Timmy. Always a pleasure, mate. Looking forward to catching Good up boys. with you in Melbourne soon. Uh, terrific, mate. Thanks. There's Tim Wilson. It's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold go, success follows at First Light Racing, firstlightracing.com.au. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll preview Sydney's card there at Randwick on Saturday. Welcome back to Giddy Up, Gareth Hall with you this Thursday morning. Blake Shin, some text messages coming through for double nine seven three six seven three six. Blake Shin has some outrageously good stats at Caulfield these last 12 months. 69 starts for 16 wins, so he's riding at 23% with a winning strike rate and 26 placing, so he's placed on uh, with a 60% strike rate. So he's the king of the heath at the moment, Blake Shin. Um, following average runs from both Romantic Warren and Amelia's Jewel. Who are you favouring into the Cox Plate? Well, Amelia's Jewel, they tell me, worked nicely at Flemington today. So looks like she will be heading to a Golden Eagle. And I wouldn't give up on Romantic Warrior just yet, Dino. Your thoughts with that question? Yeah, I think Romantic Warrior is the one I want to be with now. I think it was unsuited by the setup. And we've heard everything that James McGonagall suggested in the media since that run. So I think the market will overreact off that first up. Failure. We'll see how the form stacks up in the Caulfield Cup out of the Turnbull, but I think he's the one I want to be with, that tactical speed um, this far out. And obviously, Amelia Shul, she won't go to the Cox Plate. Uh, she'll go to the Golden Eagle, like you mentioned. All right, then. Do you have a, an opinion on the Cox Plate this far out now, Mitch? Yeah, Alligator Blood and Romantic Warrior. I think yep. a lot's going to depend on which one of those gets the better barrier. I reckon it's for one of those speed influences is but going to be a massive chance in the race. So I have backed Alligator Blood early, hoping that he gets a barrier, but well, I'll hold my breath till next week. All right, then, lads, let's get stuck into some of these races at Randwick on Saturday. And uh, we'll have a look at race seven, which is the Falonto Handicap. Jesus, a star, Cepheus. It's great to see Bullet get an opportunity in town for Matty Dunn. He's the 350 favourite there with Bet365. Then we go to Kerwin's Lane at $17. Wicklow at 16, Unspoken at 280. In fact, the favourite now with Bet365. Knight's Choice at 950. 
and then big prices for the rest here, Dino? I think Unspoken probably gets a beautiful running transit. While Planner Banjo and CPS were probably rolled to the front, set up a, a moderate to probably strong speed and Unspoken, who's returning phenomenal order this prep. Two um, impressive wins right down in the weights. Uh, rates clearly on top. It's just you got to weigh up in your mind if you want to take 270 or not here, Mitchie Lewis. I probably thought that was bottom dollar odds and probably not going to bet into the race, but I thought Unspoken was hard enough to beat in a, a big field here. Yeah, straight off the bat here in New South Wales, I was going to play it a bit of value. I sort of thought number 12, Knight's Choice. If Zach Lloyd can just be a little bit more positive from barrier one and settle him more forwards than dead last, he sort of hit the line quite nicely over the 1,200 but found them way too quick. I think up to the 1,600 where he's three from three, he's a lot better suited here today and with no weight on his back, you know he'll be finishing it off quite strong. He's probably just going to need a bit of luck. All right, then. So that's Knight's order there for Mitchie Lewis at a good each-way price. Let's have a look at race eight there at um, Sydney on Saturday at Ramwick. And uh, this is the second leg of the quaddy. Converge is at $10. Democracy Manifest is at $5. Palmetto at 15 Then we go to Waterford at $8. Um, Altivo at $10. Who are you backing here, Dino? Yeah, I probably well, should have touched on it to start with, but the rails out five metres and Sydney yeah. tracks have been playing really dry underneath and really strongly suiting those horses up on speed. We saw it last week at Ramwick on Everest Day. You sort of had to be forward of midfield. So I think Democracy Manifest, if you look at that race shape, yes, there's going to be pressure in this race, but gate 12, he's got no real tactical speed compared to the Epsom where he drew an inside gate and could probably settle closer. So I think he's going to be back last needing it all to do. So probably against him at the price. I thought Kota Healy should start favourite and probably will. I think this horse was great first up. Um, had to go through inside, outside horses, a bit of dodging cars throughout the straight, but found the line really well behind Cepheus. I think second up, stays at the 1,500 metres, good gate, settles on speed. I think Kota Healy's hard enough to beat. The two horses I am worried about, I think it's D-Day for Waterford from the good draw. Yes. And Faulkner Park is an interesting horse, Gareth. Um, freshened, residual fitness, um, 1,500 metres short enough, but I like stays returning first up of these shorter trips. But Kota Healy on top for me. Yeah, and Kota Healy, I forgot about him. He's $5 with Bet365, and he's equal favourite now with Democracy Manifest in that five diamonds there on Saturday. Um, the five diamonds prelude over the 1500 meters. What are you doing here, Mitchie? Yeah, I'm with Kota Healy as well. I thought he looked like he was playing dodging cars there the last race, uh, hit the line strongly. So second up here, I think if he gets a clear run at him, they'll find him hard to hold out. I thought he was a chance in race nine as well, but I'm glad to see they're coming here because I think this is set for him. All right. The big dance wild cards race number nine on the program, flying crazy 750 is a big chance. I think from that nice gate. Then we go to Steely at $11, Spangler at $6.50, Fourvella at $9, King of the Castle at $8, Journalism at $7.50, something that we really lack on this show, and then Special Sway at $17. Dino? Oh, too good, Gareth, too good. Uh, it's another race that sort of – speed map's so important in this race. I think you make a good point. Flying crazy, you can use that gate from the inside, and it's – Flying under the radar, barriers win your races. Um, and in this race, I think journalism sets up beautifully from gate seven. I know Spangler's going well. The tick over trial is outstanding, but he's another horse who's going to get back. And if they're not running on or if there's no pressure in this race, he's going to be up against it. Um, journalism was great last start. 
he was beaten by a horse by the name of Vienna Princess, who's come out since and won the Silver Eagle last week in impressive fashion. Uh, I love the Waterhouse and Bot Stable second up go. If you know I harp on this all the time, uh, this horse strips fitter, can get the run of the race, gate seven. I think journalism's one flying under the radar in it. Pretty juicy price. I think we can have an each-way bet there, race nine, number 12, journalism. All right, Mitchie. Yeah, I'm feeling all right about my New South Wales form now because I, I liked journalism as well. So me and Dino lining up here, a lot different story to Caulfield. But no, I thought 52 kilos on his back, second up, should find a good position in barrier seven. Oh, I think he's a big sniff in that race too. All right, then we'll rip through this last race. We've got much, much better at $8. Extremely lucky, surely $7. Bizarro at $9. Dynamic impact at $9. Um, then we've got Tristate at 550 that was impressive there the other day. And then Piney River, if he gains a start at 750 here, Mitchie. I'm going to tip us extremely lucky in this race. I well, thought, on you. look, he comes right down in grades. Uh, I think he's going to be a lot better suited around this sort of level. Uh, I've obviously seen him in South Australia. I know the talent's there. He just finds an easier race. I think he can be kept safe in barrier eight. So we know he's got the explosive finish. So up to the 1,200 metres is a positive for me. So I'll back him in to win this one. All right, then. Dino? Yeah, it's a complete uh, field leg in the quaddy. This is as hard as they get in the last race. There's been a bit of a theme over the last couple of weeks, these last races. So quaddy leg, um, I'd be going field, but I'd love to see extremely lucky bob up for you, Gareth. I know you love that horse. Thank you. We'll take a break. We'll have a look at some of the other races there in Sydney, plus their staking plan, Mitchie Lewis and also Dean Watling on this Thursday for the weekend preview. We might even hear from Mickey Gannon as well. Live across Australia on SEN Track. Giddy up with Gareth Hall. Best bets for Caulfield. Race three, number one, Tropical Squall. She should be too good for this lot around a $2 mark. Very happy to be with her on her way to an Oaks. Then we go Randwick, race eight, number five, Coda Healy, second up. He should jump out of the ground. He was really good first up. I think he'll be even better second up. You're getting around $6. He's the best bet at Randwick. Race 8, number 5, Coda Healy. And in the Caulfield Cup, happy to play with two roughies here. Huya Mal around the $15 mark and Duke DeCessa around the $29 mark. They both look like great each-way bets. So there's Mickey Gannon. He's on the golf course. So that's his best for the weekend with the weekend preview. Good luck, Mickey. We appreciate your time. Some of the early races there quickly. Dino in Sydney. We will start with the two-year-old race. Um, interesting to see Blue Illusion on the uh, quick backup, but after failing there on debut there at Flemington, but James Cummings pointed out that it was a hot speed. He come off a slow trial, so he'd be, he thinks he'd be better suited with the softer ride. Agenda setter at 380 and then the 300, Adrian Bott gave him a good push today. He's at $2. Have you got an opinion on this two-year-old race? Yeah, interesting to see the three good often also scratched because they didn't have official trials in Sydney or something, I read. So interesting to see that. I think uh, agenda set is probably one at odds you could uh, have a look at. But I think what we've learned, and we've been good at this over the last couple of weeks, Gareth, is we stay out of these two-yard races and wait for the form to stack up. Okay, that was interesting. I asked James that. Um, he said he was asked to scratch them. So there you go. Yeah. I think it's a, it might be a rule in Sydney or something. You have to have a – because yeah. they've had jump outs, obviously, down there in um, Corf, uh, in Melbourne, but no official trials in Sydney. All right. Then what other not... races are we playing in there and at Sydney with your staking plan? We'll just go to your staking plan now. What are we doing? 
Yeah, we've already sort of touched on the, the races that I want to bet into. I think race eight, number five, Kota Hilly is one of the better bets of the program. And then race nine, number 12, journalism as well. I thought it was one of the hardest meetings I've seen at Randwick in a while. It's a little bit of an in-between week here up in Sydney before we moved to Rose Hill. So they were the only bets I really wanted to have, Gareth. I couldn't really find much else. I think my staking plan mainly resolves uh, revolves around Melbourne. What about you, um, Mitchie Lewis? Yeah, my staking plan's all down in Melbourne, but I'm um, similar to Dana. I thought Cote Healy's probably my best bet there at Randwick, followed by journalism, and happy to give the each way push to extremely lucky. All right, then. Flying crazy will be hard to beat, I think, in Sydney. You can have 50 each way on him for Zach Lloyd and Team Hawk, 7.53.10 with bet 3.65 in race number nine there, the big dance wild card at Royal Randwick. Anything in Adelaide, Mitchie? Uh, Gareth, let me just quickly get it up. I've got one. Uh, race, my best bet there is probably going to be race five, number four, Karakasu. Okay. He was pretty sharp behind taunting first up. So second up, if he settles a little bit more forward than he did his last start, he's got a strong finish behind him. So I think he's a good sniff there at about 340. Okay. They're telling us that Mick Gaddon's tips didn't come through there, Jacko. It was just silent. I don't know if they're on air or not. Did you hear them, lads? I heard that. Yeah, well, I, I heard them. Yeah. 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 Um, we'll put I had the up. impending doom because he tripped topical squall as well, so it's a three-on-one ganger. Yeah, and you'll and you'll lose, Mitchie. But anyway, <laughs> you can't get them all right. Um, just quickly, I got so naturally took his suspension early, not to ride Fangirl in a Cox Plate. He suspended for the Cox Plate as well, so it was an expensive day there for Nash yesterday. And I think reading those comments in the stewards' room, he wasn't he wasn't a happy camper as as he, as you would expect. Um, after being suspended, that's a big penalty for Nash. So he, he took the suspension early so he could ride a Y five O in the Golden Eagle. Dino, do you give him a chance after the, his Everest run? Definitely, I think uh, the best thing for him is we know he gets ground. I think he ran third in the Stradbroke this year. Behind, think about it. Think the four lines stack up. It's just if they can get him prepped up now to run over that trip. But I wouldn't put it past that stable. It's probably. A nice enough push for Nash to take his suspension early to ride that horse. We're a bit, a bit sad for the punters and everyone out there. We'd love to see the best jockeys on the best days uh, for the best racing. So, yeah, I could see Nash's frustration. Yeah, especially when he's going to Victoria for a couple of features. The New South Wales stewards are a little unforgiving there, I would imagine. Um, which is sad because, as you said, it would have been great to see the great Nashville Wheeler there. Um, looking forward to it, boys. I think it's going to be a short preview there or a... Um, and open the next week because there's only going to be one of us right or one of you wrong. So yeah, we'll be. Yep, we're basically going against each other all day. We could day split it down the middle, field. Gareth. That'd be nice. Hey, mate. I said we could split it down the centre oh, there a... and share them. Hopefully, I don't want to get bombarded. That's a good point, mate. Mitch. You have a <laughs> wonderful day, boys. Thanks for that, Dino. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks, Thanks boys. boys. Have a good day. Good luck, everyone. There's Mitch Lewis, Dean Watling, there with the weekend preview. Thanks for your company on Giddy Up. And that's all thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. The Wombat, Toby McKinnon's ready to go. He's got a big show coming your way on Trot's Life on this Thursday. Have a wonderful day.